Joe, so when we start to talk about diets and healthy eating... Well, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there. Are, are we really going to do another food episode of mm. the 315? No. Are, are you sure? Because it's uh, definitely sounding like another food episode. No, no. I promise this is not just a food episode. This is actually all about the vegan movement that's happening in Syracuse. And while, sure, you can draw a connection to diet... The individuals we're speaking with today are focused on more than simply setting up a diet. It's more about a reason for a lifestyle. So we're doing that today? Yeah. That's coming up on The 315. Digital content on WAER is supported by California Closets of Syracuse, creating custom storage solutions for all areas of the home, as well as in professional offices and commercial spaces. Learn more at californiaclosets.com or by visiting their DeWitt showroom. Welcome to The 315. I'm Kevin Kloss. And I'm Joe Lee, as Kevin alluded to in the open. Today we have guests in the studio who are striving to educate the Central New York community about what it means to be vegan. From Vegan CNY, we have Jim Thompson and Teresa Stoll with us. Welcome to The 315. Thanks for having us. So before we jump into what your organization is doing and sort of some of the things you guys have going on in the community, I guess I'm interested to know for each one of you, how you ended up choosing the lifestyle of, you know, wanting to be vegan and everything that goes along with that. Were you always sort of animal environmental friendly or what, what was your path to this point? And if you could put a placeholder on, on, on that question also in there, uh, let's get some definitions going. Um, sure. I want to make any assumptions about uh, people's uh, definitions of vegan versus vegetarian versus all these other Aryans. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there, tell us what your definition of that is, and then go into into that. Sure. So um, you'll hear a lot of different words thrown around. There's plant based. There's vegetarian. Um, there's flexitarian. You know, uh, vegan means that um, we don't use any animal products in any part of our lives. So that includes milk, dairy, eggs, meat, fish. Um, we also avoid leather, wool, honey, things that some people might not think about day to day. There's animal products that pop up and all sorts of things. So vegan means uh, no animal products at all. And depending on the vegans you're talking to, you often will find people avoid going to zoos or circuses or buying uh, animals from puppy mills and whatnot. Does this include mollusks? Like Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. my, my daughter was flirting with it a little bit, and she, uh, she tried to get in on my oyster order <laughs> uh, because she said they didn't have central nervous systems or something. Um, but I guess she was... She was BSing me. Well, it, different people will come at things with uh, different standards okay. of, of, of what feels right for them. Uh, for myself, I avoid seafood. I avoid anything that's not plant-based in my diet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and as Kevin asks, so how did, you, how did you come about it? How did you get into it? Want to go ahead? Sure. Um, for me, I always loved animals, but I never really knew anything about vegetarianism or veganism. It just wasn't something that crossed my mind. I was a big meat eater. I loved cheese. It was... I lived in Paris for six months, Um, and then I had a friend that was vegetarian, and I started to think about it a little bit more, and I decided to not eat any meat. Um, And it took until uh, my son was born, and he couldn't couldn't have my milk because I was drinking milk and eggs and eating eggs. Um, The proteins were giving him a reaction, so I had to cut it all out, and then I made that connection to um, a mother cow. How would I feel if someone was stealing my milk? 
that was meant for my son. So that was it for me. So now taking a look at the organization, were you two, is this something you two guys started together? Did you guys join Vegan CNY at different points? Sort of where do you guys each come into the organization? So Therese is the one who started all the, all the happenings with this group. You know, I moved here about five years ago. I noticed that the vegan movement or the vegan community in Syracuse had been growing and growing, and there were just so many things happening, um, even in the small time that I had been here. And I said, well, let's just try to, like, bring some things together in one place. I thought maybe there would be, like, a Facebook page or a website, and I was kind of just getting some people together to put that together. And in the process of doing that, everyone wanted to do more. And we had thought, you know, a veg fest or a community center would be, like, years down the line. And as we were talking about it more and more, we decided we couldn't wait, and we started form more of an organization that was doing more things. So when organizations form, it's it's usually um, to address a need. What was the need that you identified after moving here uh, that you hoped this organization would address? Well, I mean, it, it started with just kind of trying to get things centralized. There's, there's so many different disparate groups doing meetups and events, and it was like, hey, let's put everything together so everybody's communicating with each other. But as it's grown, it's also, I guess the big the big thing for me is it's uh, establishing a community. So I think anybody out there is, is looking for a community where they belong. They're looking for um, a, a group where they, they feel they fit in, where, where they have a sense of connection to other people. And Vegan CNY has really opened that up for people who share this particular lifestyle, this value, or who are at least interested in it, to meet other people who have kind of the same path as they do. Uh, we do get-togethers all the time. Kids are going to each other's birthday parties. You know, my kids who have been raised vegan uh, finally have other birthday parties they can go mm -hmm. to where they can eat the cake. Everything's vegan. Yes, you can eat it all. <laughs> so, so it's just neat to see... Um, the reaction to people, it's almost as if they've been waiting and waiting for a community to happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will say when they come to the first one of our events, oh, I was the only vegan I knew. And then they just start showing up all the time. And, mm -hmm. and it's it, nice does it operate that. like a like a support group, too, for people who are exposed to people in their family who's, uh, who are grilling juicy steaks <laughs> and pork chops all day long? Yeah. There you go. You have, to, you have to go to someone to say, help yeah. me. Well, you yeah. you got to go somewhere Keep where, me where away you from just the feel light. like you're just... A regular person there, you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're not always explaining. Um, but you know, beyond that, one of the, one of the big things for me, it, it, it's a different view on community. Um, there's a community internally of, of trying to bring vegans together and, and have a place where, where we can get to know each other and support each other. But there's also the wider community around us. Mm -hmm. And it's been really important to us from the beginning that we're somehow connected to the wider community. So we do things, for instance, we go downtown once a month right now and in the streets we do a vegan food share. There were a lot of people who wanted to do more working at a soup kitchen or something along those lines, but they weren't comfortable doing it because the soup kitchen was serving meat that they wouldn't eat themselves. And so rather than say, oh, well, I guess we can't do that, we decided why don't we just organize our own group and start mm -hmm. feeding people. So uh, we do once in the streets uh, every month downtown, and we're going to start working with uh, Cafe Sankofa soon and doing meals there as well. Uh, we want it to be not just about people who um, have a certain lifestyle. You know, we, mm -hmm. we, we want to move this beyond the liberal suburban communities into, hey, this is for everybody. There are, mm -hmm. there are people who want good, healthy food in all walks of life. We have lots of people who come through our food share who tell us they're really happy that we're there because they themselves don't eat beef or they don't eat pork or whatever it is. And it's but this is, um, I would imagine, um, 
a bit more than just a dietary lifestyle. This seems mm -hmm. to be a sort of like food activism. Yeah. Is sure. That, is that accurate? I, I would say so, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how, tell, tell, tell me about how you, uh, what was the experience or education point that you, you said that this is not right to slaughter or consume animals? How, hmm. how did you come to that? Well, I mean, for myself, it, it was in college, and, and I'll be honest, it, it, it was a very clear moment. As 20 years old and, you know, caught up in all the stuff that you're 20 years old and in college, and I realized that not all my choices were great. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in a meal, and I said to myself, I just don't want to hurt anybody anymore. And it, and it was that simple. And, you know, and, and looking at the food on my plate, I thought, I know somebody was hurt along the way. This this doesn't make me feel good. And so that was the end of it for me with, with meat. Uh, I continued to eat dairy for quite a while after that until I read books. You know, Peter Singer's Animal Liberation is the big one that a lot of people will point to. Read books, learned a little bit about the environmental impacts on top of the, the animal abuse involved and realized, yeah, I couldn't justify even that anymore. And so it's been all together. It's been about 26 years now. So... I, I feel that we want to take that compassionate lifestyle and and that sense of responsibility toward the earth and, and, and whatnot and just share that with others and bring them in. So, again, it's not just about like trading recipes, right. but it's mm -hmm. about okay, how can we live in a way that is consistent with our ethics. And to expand on that, like that food share that we do, a lot of the things that we want to do and that we want to expand on what we're – our organization does is to not just, like you said, be about the food and not just be about animals, but compassion overall. It's compassion for a whole community. I and mean, that includes the environment, includes other people. That's a big one, other people. You know, you can stop slaughtering animals, but if something you're getting is coming from someone that's being basically treated as a slave, that's not okay either. I don't want to be a part of that either. So you guys have talked about that community food share program that you guys have downtown. Are there other opportunities that you guys have through your organization to educate and inform just the community about what your organization does and what some of the benefits are to choosing this kind of a lifestyle? So we're coming off our, our biggest event. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard about VegFest that mm -hmm. happened up at the fair. So at VegFest, we a had event. a little event. <laughs> we had about 3,000 people through the doors wow. of VegFest, wow. which we were, we were expecting 1,500. We were hoping for 2,000. 3,000 showed up. So that felt good. VegFest was an opportunity. It wasn't 3,000 vegans walking through the door. It was 3,000 people who were just interested. So it was an opportunity for people to see that, yes, there's good food out there, but they also were able to meet with people who run farm sanctuaries that, that rescue animals. We had speakers who were talking about food justice. We had speakers who were talking about health and fitness. So that was an opportunity for people to learn a lot about it. And now that VegFest is over, we finally have a little bit of time because it took a little bit of time and energy to plan it. <laughs> so now that that's over, we're looking at new things that we want to start offering in the new year. We're kicking around different ideas, things that we can do with members. It's really important for us going forward that we want to make sure members are involved. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be just, you know, six or seven of us in the group putting on an event and you can come and it's free entertainment or whatever. But really, people who are interested in being involved, we want them to connect with us. And then what's going to be a, what's the ideas that they're bringing to the table? You know, what do they want to put out there to, to educate? You know, one of the things that I think maybe is daunting, if you will, for someone who is, is thinking about adapting the lifestyle in terms of their diet and food and meals is 
if they're going to cook a lot of this stuff at home, that mm-hmm. that could be something that that's a bit overwhelming. So maybe the entryway is going out to a, a restaurant that is vegan. Let's name names. What are some places sort of around town that people could look at as here's a good place to go for some vegan food? Oh, I mean, the first one, obviously, is Strong Hearts. They're the only 100 percent vegan restaurant currently. Um, and we have some of their wings over here for you guys yeah. to try later. Oh, boy. I thought <laughs> something in here smelled pretty good. Now, you have a – there's a um, resource map on your website that has um, restaurants identified. Mm-hmm. And and I guess on there you will uh, um, identify whether or not they're either 100 percent or friendly. Mm-hmm. Or what's, what's the different coding that you go through? Yeah, so that – is a little bit outdated. That's okay. something that kind of got pushed to the wayside when VegFest started happening. Um, but it's something that we want to start going to again. But it's about eight months out of date. There's some restaurants that are closed on there. Um, so that's something we have to work on. But basically what's on there is it says 100% vegan. Veg friendly means that they have vegan options. And then there's stars, I think, that mean that um, they have a separate vegan menu. Okay. So, so some of, I mean, Strong Hearts is the... The big one. Stronghearts mm-hmm. was our, our biggest sponsor for the VegFest. They have the two And they're located where? Yeah, so they have their main store is on Genesee Street right next to the Crown Plaza. And they have another smaller restaurant with a completely different menu is right in the Marshall Square. Mm-hmm. And that's takeout only. Mm-hmm. So they have... Comfort uh, food. Diner food. Yeah, comfort mm-hmm. food. Wings and Rubens. Burgers. and Yeah. So other places, Alto Cinco has been around forever. They've yeah. always been super vegan friendly. They even have a burrito called the Super Vegan. So that's always been a They're go-to. doing a really cool uh, Thanksgiving or Plantsgiving menu for the day before Thanksgiving, too, mm. which I was really excited to see. Yeah. That's good. What else? Uh, lemongrass is one of like a, a really fine dining place that you can go to. Um, if you're looking for donuts. Sweet Praxis oh, yeah. mm-hmm. makes amazing vegan donuts. They're croissants, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a donut guy. <laughs> <laughs> what makes a what makes a vegan-friendly donut? Well, so most vegan or most most donuts would be made with milk or eggs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you get a good consistency so they, without milk there's, and egg? There's so many alternatives out there now. So if you were looking for vegan butter, you have to choose between a number of brands, which is just wild. It, it used to be that you just went without butter. Mm-hmm. Now you can pick, do you like Miyoko's, which is my favorite, or do you like Wayfair, or do you like Earth Balance? So there's all these different vegan butters out there, different ingredients for each one. And there are different egg options out there, too. Okay. Depending on what you're doing, you might use a different one, yeah. like flax or right, you could, applesauce. Some people, yeah, or... exactly. Mm-hmm. So there are egg replacers, but there's also, I, I mean, when I used to make cake, it would be with zucchini. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have we seen options and sort of the community of vegans in central New York. Is that growing? Is that something that you guys have seen grow over the last handful of years or so? It's hard to get into a restaurant that doesn't have something. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. you might have a restaurant that has more delicious options than others or more interesting or more creative, but it's really hard to find places that don't have anything to eat. It's blown up. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts now has the Beyond Sausage on a vegan English muffin. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe this, you know, that you can go to Dunkin' Donuts and get and get vegan options mm-hmm. now. Um, back, not to sound old, but when I when I <laughs> started this path, you know, there was Garden Burger, 
And uh, you were lucky if the store that you went to carried Garden Burger. And if you went out to eat, you know, I remember going to restaurants and just getting bread and, and lettuce and tomato with some mm. mustard. And be like, all right, well, at least, at least I'm in a restaurant. Uh, <laughs> maybe some pickles. <laughs> maybe some pickles thrown on there. So it has certainly changed. And it's been progressing. But just in the past few years, it's, it's just kicked in so much. I mean, there's been a huge culture shift in, in the past five years, maybe. It's just Even the last, up. like, three years, yeah. it's been night and day. So I would imagine some of these food delivery, meal delivery kit services, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there must be some. some yep, there, there are. Yep, exactly. Yeah, there's some out there. Okay. And even the ones that aren't vegan, a lot of them are doing vegan options. Okay. Vegan and gluten-free. So it's no longer a struggle to, no. to be a... Not no, be, <laughs> no, not really. Right. And, yeah, and again, that one, that's back to... One of our other issues, connection to the community, it's not a struggle for those with means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, is there, is there still a struggle for people who don't necessarily have the money to go to the nice restaurant, to right. stop and buy the, the, the donuts, to order the meal service? Or, or have even transportation gr- to get to a farmer's market or exactly. um, even a grocery uh, store right. yeah. that has fresh produce. Right. Right. And again, that's why we want to be at places like Cafe Sankofa or downtown to have options there. And Cafe Sankofa has been doing that prior to us being involved. They've mm-hmm. had vegan soul food there from time to time. They do smoothies on the weekends. They're mm-hmm. trying to get healthy food to people mm-hmm. on the south side. That's their so. mission. What, what advice would you have for, um, for someone who wants to get started, gets started, but has trouble maintaining? Mm. Yeah. I have a person in mind. DLP? My, yeah. My, oh, yeah. My, my, my kid started. She, she just decided this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be. And she jumped all in. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, lasted maybe three weeks, mm. four uh, weeks. and She didn't uh, have the support to keep going. She did not have the support at home um, from none of us. <laughs> she, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> though I did take her to different grocery stores okay. to find the um, – the, the, the vegan sections and um, the healthy option sections mm-hmm. where she can find the ingredients that she needed. Um, but, yeah, trying to establish a rotation of meals, I think, mm-hmm. was the that, – that she would prepare herself was the struggle for her. Um, yeah. so, so what kinds of resources or advice is out there to help people So that's people kind going? of what, what, we're, okay. what we're about is giving people places to go and um, – one program that has just come kind of underneath our wing, they were doing their own thing, and now they're part of us, is called the Vegan Living Program. Once a year, they have a, it's a mentorship program. You get matched with somebody. Uh, it's five weeks long, and they meet in person every Sunday for five weeks. And then they go to a farm sanctuary. They're talking about adding grocery store shopping. Um, but, again, that's once a year. So in between, you know, we have a, a Facebook group, like a discussion group mm-hmm. called Plant-Based and Vegan CMY, where people can go and we even have, like, one thread that's just what are you eating and each month we do a new thread and people just throw recipes on there but then you can ask questions or you can just kind of follow along and see what other people are asking if you're not you know into asking questions yourself um yeah i would really push the vegan living program hard for anybody who Mm -hmm. wants to make that change but again it's once a year i would love it if we were doing that year round that would be (laughs) terrific so Honestly, we're always doing something. A lot of our events are in the evening, uh, you know, at a local bar or restaurant. But we also do family-friendly events. We do things in the park. It's a little awkward for people I know. If if you don't know anybody and you just want to show up and start asking questions, that can be hard. But we really are open to anybody coming. We like to see new faces there. And if people approach any one of us, we're always going to be welcoming. We're going to talk to you about anything that you might have on your mind, questions you want to ask. 
and and do whatever we can to make it easier for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes just being around other people, you know, like coming to those events and just being around other people and organically kind of figuring it out as you go. So New York was named the fourth most vegan state in the United States, boasting 86 vegan restaurants statewide. I'm assuming what makes a good community for a vegan to live in is more than just uh, the restaurants. Mm-hmm. If you were relocating to another community, what are the kinds of things that you would look for to to help um, you know maintain your lifestyle and give you the kind of uh, meaningful experience mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. require being in a in a vegan community? What would you look for? Well, for me, I mean, I cook at home most of the time. It's really nice to be able to go out to restaurants. So it would be nice if there were some restaurants there. But more than that, I I would look for things that aren't necessarily even vegan. It's more people that think the way I do, that are compassionate people, um, more progressive-minded people. That would be important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say basically the same. You know, I, I do love to go out to eat. But with two kids at home, most of the time we're just cooking and, and on the go. It's more about the the related issues that veganism is a part of. Mm. So th- this is not something in isolation. It's it's about caring for others all across the board. So if if I'm sitting at a vegan restaurant that treats the employees horribly, then it doesn't feel like a good place to me. Right. So mm-hmm. it, it's the bigger picture of you know a compassionate community where people are are uh, trying to meet each other's needs, where there's a chance for some culture for some growth, and then on top of that, if you can go get a great sandwich. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and some great ice cream. You know, there's ice cream. Good in the summer. Yeah. Vegan, you're dying for vegan ice cream, aren't you? I could try it. I could try it. So Bliss in North Syracuse. Mm-hmm. They're up by, um, by Core Life, up by yep, Hafner's. Hafner's. They have soft serve vegan ice cream. And that place, every time I go there, it's packed with people ordering the vegan ice cream. And I don't mm-hmm. know, most of them I don't recognize, so I don't know if they're getting it just because they like it or, or if, if they're vegan, but that stuff is wonderful. It, so. It's creamy. It's not like the icy stuff yeah. you tend to get mm-hmm. sometimes. Okay. It's, yeah. Well, you're talking to a couple of meat eaters. Um, <laughs> so w- why not try to convince us? What mm-hmm. do you have here that would suggest to us that a vegan lifestyle, that we wouldn't miss anything <laughs> in terms of food and taste, if we were to adopt a vegan lifestyle. So this Kevin's is, more of a meat eater than I am, though. I this don't is, know that that's necessarily <laughs> a fair statement. <laughs> so, again, these are from uh, Strong, Strong Hearts, Hearts. On the Hill. And now it looks, it's shaped like a chicken wing. Mm-hmm. It looks like a fried chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Why is it not a chicken wing? I believe well, there's these, okay. not a chicken in it. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> well, what's in it? What's in it? I believe these are made from soy. And then I we're could be wrong. and then we're looking at um, some donuts, cookies, croissants, and um, scone. In a scone mm-hmm. that don't have any dairy or or eggs or eggs in it. Mm-hmm. So we're what's in there? Do we know? So I know Obviously they sugar. I know they use miyokos okay. for their butter. And that, that one with the popcorn on top, that's called the caramel corn donut. So okay. that's caramel frosting. And that is a dangerous place because they are about a block and a half from my office, <laughs> which means I can get there on a 15-minute break twice a day if I want to. Well, I, you know what? Kevin, the uh, the chicken wings smell. <laughs> just... <laughs> get them while they're warm. <laughs> it's incredible. You go ahead and take some, take a bite. 
<laughs> I mean, but don't take the entire container away from my reach. <laughs> Am I allowed to take the entire container away from your reach? Because and look, he grabbed the biggest wing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not true. There's a there there's a bigger one that I left for you. Well, you wouldn't even know. Is it like biting it? Well, hand, give me the box, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. And I'm assuming I'm just gonna take another bite while you talk. I'm assuming the sauce has no. Um, no. No animal products. Yeah, no animal that's products. A, a homemade ranch. They have a blue cheese that's made with PMA Foods cheese. They have this ranch, and oh, a chipotle mayo that they use for dipping. And PMA cheese. They're, PMA is another locally owned vegan business. Mm-hmm. He makes amazing cheese. He does. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm chewing in your ears. <laughs> I'm just listening it's at home. Not to do but, that. Yeah, it's got a. Obviously, it's got the crunch that you would mm-hmm. expect on a fried chicken wing. It's got the sweet, sticky sauce to it. The consistency of chicken just doesn't have the bone. You mm-hmm. know what? I was curious. How are we holding this all together? And now I've got I've gotten to uh, the, stick the stick in the in middle. The, yeah. the stick in the middle. Mm-hmm. I did just bite into a stick. <laughs> so you kind of get that feel to it mm-hmm. without, like, the tendons and the grizzly. <laughs> I never really liked chicken wings for that reason. But I think I think you could you could serve this to someone who had had like sweet and sour chicken wings, mm. and I I think they would enjoy it. They might notice some of the subtle differences just in terms of texture. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about like a flavor profile, there's not a drop off really. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, yes, sometimes people want to have exactly what they're remembered, but mm-hmm. as long as the food is good, does mm-hmm. it have to be exactly like it? I don't think so. Now, what does one need to do to bring themselves up in terms of education on putting together meals where you're getting all of the essential ingredients, mm-hmm. you know, the vitamins, the proteins, all the things that you need to be to be healthy? How do you how do you put together a meal to make sure you're getting everything that you need? So there's a ton of books out there that people can read, and there's documentaries that, that people can go to. Uh, some of some of the, the doctors who talk about this a lot would be like Neil Barnard and uh, Joel Furman. Mm. The, the reality is, as long as you're getting the calories you need, as long as you're eating a variety of foods, you're going to get everything you need, mm-hmm. with the exception of B12. So B12, vegans do need to supplement. And the reason for that is B12 is in a bacteria that grows on vegetables. When animals eat the unwashed vegetables, they get B12, and then people get mm-hmm. it through the meat. Because we wash our vegetables, we're not getting B12 off our vegetables. So mm-hmm. B- B12, mm-hmm. you should supplement. And most people that are not vegan need to supplement with B12, too, because the animals are not getting the B12 through the dirt like they used right. to. And a lot of times they're actually supplemented, the animals themselves. So. And where are you getting your protein? It's it's everywhere. So I, I personally eat a lot of, of a lot of food with, with beans or tofu. Mm-hmm. I, I love um, Indian food. I love Mexican food. But even even without consciously trying to get your protein, you're going to get your protein. You're, you know, I, I read somebody who, who uh, one of the doctors who said, I've never been to a hospital ward for, for people with protein deficiency. There's a lot of people in there who have had too much of it and are mm-hmm. having, uh, you know, because they've had too much animal protein or having heart issues. But you never find people really, as long as they're getting enough calories, they're not protein deficient. So you're going to find it in bread and rice and vegetables. But if you want a lot, it's your nuts, beans, tofu. Yeah. I mean, I say to people, if you're a junk food eater, whether you're a junk food vegan or a junk food non-vegan, you're not going to be as healthy. But if you're uh, a whole food person that's eating whole foods like vegetables and fruits and grains, 
there's no way you're not going to get enough protein if you're eating those whole foods because how does an ox, how does a bull get protein? Right. They don't eat meat, you know. Right. The times it might come into play would be if you're, for instance, an athlete and you need a higher level of protein for workouts mm -hmm. anyway. And a lot of people are finding that by going with the plant-based protein, they're able to recover faster than they were with the animal-based protein. And so there's, for instance, the new documentary out, Game Changers, which is all about these high, high-level athletes who have found that they've been able to excel by giving up meat mm -hmm. and dairy. Okay. And some of my favorite runners, like Scott Jurek, Rich Roll, they're, they're all doing it on plant-based. Well, now we're going to dive into dessert. <laughs> I have a donut here. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't tasted it yet, but in tearing it apart, it was a, it was a little more work pulling it apart than a sort of a regular mm -hmm. animal-based donut would be. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. It. You just bit into what? <laughs> Croissant. What do you think? I would echo what you said. It was a little firmer than mm -hmm. maybe what I'm used to or what I would expect. But, and it's going to sound like I'm repeating myself. If you're used to having a croissant, the flavor you're getting, it's all still there. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, it, is it a little crunchier? Yeah, but that's not a deterrent for me at mm -hmm. all. No, the flavor is great on this. I think it's excellent. Yeah, the donut, now that I'm chewing it in your mm -hmm. ear, I'm sorry, yep. I apologize again. <laughs> um, all the flavors there, obviously the icing um, and the, the little crumbles of, of candy it's a denser donut, so it's a, a heavier chew, but the flavor is there, and it's not like, you know, chewing on leather or anything. It's just mm -hmm. a, it doesn't melt in your mouth like a Krispy Kreme or something. So, but it's really good. Well, and then there's also, you know, different bakeries are going to make things different mm -hmm. than others. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see somebody put, so Sweet Practice makes non-vegan donuts. I'd like to see someone put them head to head and see mm -hmm. if they taste any different because I, I can't do that myself. Yeah, I don't, I mean... <laughs> It's been a minute since I've had a donut because I'm on Weight Watchers. But, <laughs> oh, no. We ruined you know your I mean? whole thing in one day. <laughs> but uh, I can't tell the difference other than the consistency. Sure. Mm -hmm. right, the flavor is all pretty mm -hmm. much all the same. So we've kind of talked about how the community has grown. I think I speak for both of us, Joe, when I say everything we've tasted so far today is really good. Has the quality, have you seen the quality locally in these products just go up over the last couple of years as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think Joel, Joel Capilago, one of the owners of Strong Hearts, he always says how, like, you guys didn't know what it was mm. like. <laughs> what did they have? I forget what he always goes to. Well, I'm, I, I can tell you about soy milk even. You know, when I, when I first was going vegan, the only soy milk you could get came on those shelf-stable cartons, and you had to shake it for a good minute or so before mm -hmm. you could pour it, and you still got clumps, and it's like, oh, I'm doing it because for compassion, but it tastes <laughs> terrible. Uh, now now there's you go into Wegmans, and there's yeah. 30 different brands and mm -hmm. varieties, and they're all good. And the same with cheese. I mean, it used to be this dusty block that you'd kind yep. of, oh, sure, it tastes like cheese. cheese. <laughs> right? <laughs> right, basically you just gave it up, you know? Yeah, but, no, you're right. My, uh, my eldest daughter uh, was lactose intolerant, so... Um, um, you know, 20 years ago, you know, when we had to find milk alternatives, there wasn't a lot to no. choose from. No. And now, you know, then then as she got older, you know, there's chocolate soy, there's oh, strawberry soy milk, there's almond milk, there's cashew milk. I mean, it's like mm -hmm. all and it's over good. the place now. Yeah. It's, it's good quality stuff now. Yeah. And, and again, you know, you're seeing all these restaurant chains now picking up like the Beyond Burger or, or the Beyond Sausage, it's because the quality has gotten to the point where they can they can sell it to people and say, hey, this is just like a burger. Mm -hmm. So uh, you, you go into any any 
chain restaurant. No, I shouldn't say any, but close to any chain restaurant now, and you're going to have something that's there because they're saying, yeah, the quality is, right. is the same. And now you have the fast food chains getting in. Right. The right. Burger King's the Impossible Burger. Yes. Um, so, yeah, things are, are really uh, growing quickly. Lots of options for vegans to, to choose from. And, uh, especially, and lots of options for people that are curious yeah. about it to try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And it's not a huge leap anymore. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, here's uh, here's to vegan eating. <laughs> Jim Thompson and Teresa Stoll, thanks for dropping by to educate us a little more on what it means to live as a vegan and live the vegan lifestyle in central New York. You can find more information about uh, their organization, Vegan CNY, by visiting their website, vegancny.org. Thank you guys for, for coming out. Thanks, thanks for having, for having us. And when you're done there, don't forget that you can find past episodes of The 315 on our website at waer.org. And if you still just can't get enough of the show, follow us on Facebook by searching for The 315 CNY. I'm Kevin Kloss. And I'm Joe Lee. Thanks for listening.